The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, I got a very raspy voice today. That's what I got. But I also got my good friend sitting in for Jimmy Norton. Jamie English is in studio. I, 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 I like spending time with Jamie. We also got the great Mike Perry and Robbie Lawler, the former champ, both calling in to talk about their fights this weekend on Big Fox. What a party! Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Half right. It's me. I sound extra raspy. I sound raspy today. I guess I used to say the, the, the word is raspy. Is it, Jamie, we know who's with me is my good friend, Jamie English, everybody. We love Jamie English. We love having him in studio. Yes, that's right. He deserves that. Sit down, Christopher Deuces. Now we know we're happy he's here. And Give course, some of his accolades. Where, where do we know Jamie from? Um, oh, shit. I don't got his bio in front of me. Just, <laughs> I fucking know Jamie for like, I don't know, what, 15 years? When did you go to Hansel Gracie Academy? Yeah, like really? 2000. Oh, yeah, okay. 2000. He's the um, the head Muay Thai trainer over um, at the Hensel Gracie Academy, the world famous Hensel Gracie Academy here in uh, the heart of Manhattan. Is it the heart of Manhattan? Yeah, I would say it is. It is. It's yeah. right in the middle, right? It's, it's right, right 30, 30th Street. Yeah. Between 7th and 8th. Yeah. I'm good with that. You see that? You've I should there. know that. I helped build the fucking place. You did, me. I'm not bragging. But anyway, <laughs> Jamie English is uh, an expert in the martial arts, especially Muay Thai. Holds a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Are you ever going to see Brown? Uh, I hope not. I'm fucking... terrified of that stuff. Everyone's gonna... already trying to kill me as Could it you is. put the goddamn <laughs> gi on once in a while? It's good. I'd put it on it's yesterday. It's fun. Yeah. I had it on this morning. Oh, okay. But then again, I didn't hit no pads in like a fucking little bit. <laughs> we should do it next year. I do some glove drills, though. Okay. Yeah, if a guy go to touch my chin, I roll, I come back with a right. That's what's going to happen in a real situation. That's right. You know? I like to keep the good the uh, sword sharp in case people get fucking fe- festy and, and, little, and a little too bossy. Look one point. Oh, God. <laughs> you never know. He wants to take a swing. People might want to try me. You think I'm going to take a swing at I you? I don't know. I'm just talking shit. I'll try to take you down. Hey, listen. I, 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 listen, I didn't come in earlier this week. Because there was that, that little, um, the pipe bomb with that, ter- that, that lemon terrorist. Yeah. Um, listen, shit happens. And I felt, I felt my ears ringing. Because I love Jimmy, but I think Jimmy was talking about me. What happened, Chris? Look at the girl. <gasps> I am so good at picking up people's, look at the guy I'm looking at, Christopher Dusa. Oh. Jimmy, who I love. <laughs> I love Jimmy and I'm not putting you in the middle. Right. 
No, I could never choose. I'm looking at you. Of course, you don't have to choose. But Jimmy was venting about me, his good friend. Well, not. I wouldn't say he was venting. (laughs) He felt you could come in. I guess. He felt. Oh, there's no reason I should have came in. Now, now, picture this. I'm home. Now, I got when I get in, I got like a half an hour window pretty much to get here. I mean, I live an hour away. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could come in. I was gonna get here early. You know, if I drop my kids off at school. So uh, you look on the news, and it's all fucking hectic. Yeah. Like they're saying, oh, there's no, there's don't, no, there's no traffic moving from here to there, and the subways are shut down. And what do you mean? What do you do? What do you want me to do? Just go for pizza, Jimmy Norton. What do you want me to do, Jimmy? <laughs> We're gonna have our first on-air fight. Oh, <laughs> me and Jimmy. Nah, you know what? And then I listened to a little of the show, and I called in, and when I hung up, he was, uh, he said how much he liked me and stuff. So I forgive him immediately. But I know he was venting about me. I love Jimmy, but I, I know Jimmy now. I feel like I know him enough. Wait, Jimmy gets a little antsy sometimes. So I think Jimmy was a little. I know. I love. I, this is what I think. You know, I, I, maybe he didn't say it, but I, he, sat down, he sat down, and because Christmas was laughing because he knows him very well too. So he's probably complaining like. Ah, ah. You know, I love Matt. I don't even know if he said that. I'm giving the the benefit of that because I know he does love me because we, because we get yeah. along really good. I love Matt, but there's no reason why he couldn't have been here. No, he never. He didn't go that. Okay. No, it wasn't like that. What, what was you it? heard on the show is what he, you know, okay. what he said. What you mean when you heard talk to John Anik? Yeah, he likes John. Okay, Anik. no, no, when he talked to John Anik. Oh and yeah, he started, and I just I catch on to little things. Oh yeah, you know, Matt. Uh, I don't know why he didn't take a cabin to Grand Central and just been here, but hey, you know, listen, and he, and he went on, <laughs> but he kind of it was like a, it was a little a little dig, passive aggressive little. But listen, I love Jimmy. I'm glad that we got over our first on air fight when he's not even here. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, the most important thing is that uh, we get along really well. We do. And we do too, me and you. Oh, you, do, uh, you thought I meant me and you? Yeah, I hope so, yeah. Uh, now I mean it's me and all you. Loved up there, me and Jimmy we'll too, and now me and you can have our bro- bromance. Um, we got a lot to talk about. You know Robbie Lawler, we got to call in like a second. Yeah, I'm going to call Robbie. Call right Robbie now. right now. Great. Robbie's fighting RDA. When, that's this weekend. Yeah, tell me, tell me about that exactly. The, the give us uh, eight p.m. Eastern on Big Fox on is the Big main Fox. card. Yep, and then on everything Saturday. else. Yep, and then uh, I want to say five o'clock on FS1. How many more people see it on Big Fox than they would on a pay per view? Do we know any kind of stats with that? I don't know. It has to be a lot more. No. Because it's free. And yeah, it's... I would think more people are tuning in than right? buying the pay per view. Jamie sure. English, any input? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no fucking Fox. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking between that and the uh, people paying for the pay-per-view. Yeah. What do you think about him and RDA? Quick, before he gets on the phone, before it gets awkward and you're picking the other guy. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, what do you I've, think about that? It's very exciting. Especially RDA because he's come up, hasn't he? And he's done well in his last two welterweight fights. And he's looked comfortable. So I think he it's... He looked good at welterweight. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, all right. You know. But Robbie Lawler fought... At middleweight before. He spent some time at middleweight and did well at middleweight. Yeah. Over at Strike Force. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he spent some time there. He never spent time any lower. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, RDA, you know, was the champ at, at 155. He spent most of his career there. Yeah. He's doing well at welterweight, but man. This is a big test. Big test for him. Huge I mean, test. Robbie's got that power and, uh, and he's explosive. How old is RDA? That's a good question. That is uh, a good question. But look, the guy who we usually ask, look, he's on the phone right now. Well, he's, he's busy. I'm, I'm going through like a whole hotel menu right now to get Robbie. Really? Yeah. Why did I, why did I immediately become a fat guy when you talk about the hotel menu and I thought of room service? <laughs> you know what I did after my guys uh, had a rough night over the weekend? I know, I saw that, yeah. I had a rough night. I'm sure you did. 
I love my guys. Of course you I do. I get upset when they lose. Well, that's, Jamie. that's good. You invested. So it that's just why. gets so upsetting. Yeah. You know? but, but it is part of the game. You know, The highs are the highs and the lows are the lows. And you just feel more for them. You know what I mean? Of course. But you know, you know. Well, we've and, been and there as coaches. Yeah, we've been there. You see people get, you know. But I think it adds, it adds character. Like it, it, and it shows what you're made of when you, you know. Like, you know, like Aljo had a bad knockout, you know. And that was an awkward thing anyway because he's fighting Marlon who's with Ricardo and him. Yeah. What's up? Hold on. I'm going to get a different number because that's not going through. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We're talking anyway. Okay. But uh, so, you know, uh, did you see the fights though? Did you yeah. see Marab's fight? Who's? My guy Marab versus uh, Frankie Science. No. <laughs> what? I missed it. It almost made me puke into the microphone. I got so upset you didn't see that. I didn't see it. I didn't know. Well, I saw you. I like that Frankie Science. I'll never root against that guy. He was a nice guy. Oh, okay. But I do. I did feel my guy definitely won the fight. Okay. It's just. It's just. If you've seen it, you. I got eleven takedowns on a Division One wrestler. Wow. Fuck, man. Wow. I mean, I don't know. This kid is such a tough kid. I just think he didn't. It, it didn't. It's a shame there's an L on his record for that. You know, because right. I mean. You know, but anyway, uh, and then Aljo got caught after that. And Aljo, it's one thing if he got outclassed and then got caught at the end. Like it's almost like that'd be probably worse because right. we don't. But we don't know, you know, how things would have went because you know he got he got caught right away. You know, credit to Marlon and Marlon's a stud anyway. Well, we felt, knew it was a tough fight. I felt, in a way, in a way, I felt like the fans could could legitimately be a little disappointed because that had the makings of a really interesting contest because it, there was an early exchange there where you're like, oh, he almost, you know, he was in a difficult grappling situation, possible submission. Yeah. And then it the was getting he got exciting. On top, well, I mean, he's so good on the floor too. Yeah. Uh, Aljo's very well-rounded. Yeah. You know? And I felt and like, like you said, like nothing to take away from the opponent, but it looked like a kick, not really necessarily an intentional knee, you know? And so you just get caught. Well, you know what, what I like about uh, Marlon is that he was very honest. He goes, well, to be honest, he even said in his post-fight speech i heard afterwards he said no i was trying to kick towards his head right and he went but you know hey listen he threw the kick he was, yeah, yeah. He was looking at him in the head anyway yeah, yeah. but he instead he got with the knee yeah. which more credit to him yeah and uh but i think that um what's fucking going on on that side of the table <laughs> the, nobody at the hotel wants to answer <laughs> hey listen i'll get him enough for nothing don't we got mike perry calling in we do yeah we're talking to mike a little later mike in perry, the show. I, I i feel and i'm gonna bring it up to him because i maybe it's just me <clears throat> Maybe I just like him as a, as a as a character, and and I like his fights. I feel Mike Perry's like a friend of this show. The guy kind of you know he think we yeah we talked to him at least a few times yeah yeah and uh, that guy's a character. I He's fighting Ponzinibbio. Yes, and that fight I watched a countdown special to that right. And let me tell you, oh wait, I didn't finish my story with the other thing with Aljo, did I? No. <laughs> You're very my point was, it goes. I know it goes back to room service. <laughs> yeah. So after my guys lost, really quick, I'll get back to the public. Wait, wait, listen, we've got a lot to talk about. We with NBO and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you too. I don't know why I'm saying that, but listen to me, <laughs> Jamie. Isn't it fun? But yeah, listen, always. so but but back uh, when my guys lost, I just got the fucking. It was we have to wait for the uh, two more fights before we can get out of there. Aljo went to the hospital, obviously, yeah, with his brother. So we're like, yo. Let's get the fuck. I can't. I just cannot be. I just want to run and just run away and just like lick my wounds and just 
eat myself into a depressive fucking <laughs> when I when my guys lose, I just want to go away. I just want to. I just I feel with them. I just want to. I just feel bad. I don't want to be around it anymore. You know. I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's very interesting that you bring that up because it, I think it's an opportunity to say something here. Whereas, like when when people are on the entertainment side of things and they want to watch fights. And they and they love what they see and they and they they look at the performance yeah. it's dazzling. But there is the other side to it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna watch those things, you have no idea a lot of times as a as a person who's like a customer, you know, as a person who's watching, you have no insight to how it is for people to see their good friends, training partners go through a situation like that. And and like that's a big deal, you know. And you have to go to the yeah. hospital with these people. It's like a it's a it's traumatic, you know. It's Not to mention like we were in his corner with his brother, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who's also a fighter, and he's a rapper. Troy Grimes. Oh, we got the great Robbie Loyal Laura on the Lola on the phone. Oh, do you know that? Robbie, oh, yeah. what's up? It's, Robbie, it's Matt, Sarah, and Jamie English. We're, you're on UFC Unfiltered. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Just chilling, relaxing. Are you doing a ton of press right now? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. All right, good. Because we're not going to torture you. I know how it is week of the fight. How are we feeling right now? You, you're settling in over there? Yeah, I feel good. It's obviously I'm not leaving the hotel. It's a little cold out, but uh, everything's good. Where is this fight taking place? <laughs> Where is it? Canada. Yeah, there's so many fights. You know what I mean? I get confused. I was just in. Oh, I was just sure. in Fresno. I never left the hotel. I could have been anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so crazy. Robbie, you've been in this game so so long. What key? What what's the motivation now? Is it just the belt? Is it that you don't know that that you're you've been in this for so long? It's just routine, or where's the motivation come from? Um. It, it is a lot of routine, but it has to do with pushing myself, uh, evolving, and uh, help, and actually helping others. So when I go into the gym, they see what uh, the kind of training I do. I make sure I'm uh, helping other fighters, helping them get prepared for their fights also. So it's like a give and take, and uh, it's all about uh, giving back in this sport. Uh, I had a lot of uh, great champions around me uh, when I was coming up, kind of preparing me for... Uh, what I was in store for, so I think I just need to pay it forward and, and let all these future fighters uh, learn from me and me learn from them. Speaking of great champions, and uh, you know, you could go into it as much as you want. How's how's Matt Hughes doing? Is he is he been? Have you talked to him recently? Is he all right? Uh, yeah, we text here and there. He's doing a lot better now. Uh, he's he's definitely a com still a competitor. It's still Matt. Uh, he's improving and. Uh, Life is getting better for him. That's great. I saw a little thing with him and his nurses, and I'm like, oh man, he looks he looks great. I'm yeah, like, he you is. Know? He's doing a lot better every day. He's uh, getting stronger, and now he's just uh, fine tuning stuff. Oh, that, that that's great to hear. Now, listen, you're fighting RDA, and he's look he's looked great at at welterweight with his last couple of fights. Um, he spent most of his time at 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 lightweight, becoming the champion and stuff. You fought a lot of times at middleweight. So, I mean, you're a big, explosive guy. This is like a big step up for him in this division, I feel. Do you feel your power is going to be too much for him? Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a pretty strong fighter. I have uh, knockout power. I have uh, decent defense, uh, takedowns. I, I just feel like I'm well-rounded and, and well-prepared. It doesn't matter uh, who I'm fighting. I feel like if I'm clicking on all cylinders, it's going to be a, a tough fight for anybody. I like that. Um, I was just wondering, uh, uh, Robbie. You, I noticed that you're not training with the, your old uh, team, and you look. It looks like you're training with Knox uh, three six five and Henry Hooft. 
Is that true? Yeah, it is. I, I still have my head coach, uh, Kami Barzini, with me. Uh, yeah, I'm training with Greg Jones also and Henry Hooft and, and, uh, and a lot of really good fighters, up-and-coming guys and guys established in the UFC. You know? Yeah, but training is going good. Oh, that's great. Is is there, is there is you know is there a different kind of camp for you with with there being some you know difference in the background for you or is there a lot of similarities to what you've done in the past? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're just always learning and getting better. Uh, everything's the same for me. Uh, just different faces. I've been uh, training with these guys for like a year now ish, and uh, training camp's gone good. Uh, each each. Uh, training camp we're getting better and improving so uh that's what i'm focused on now on the same card you have a there's a very explosive fight on this card now i know you you got your you got your focus on you know you're the main event big fox rda this is exciting as hell but ponzinibbio versus mike perry is on this card one of these guys it's a very it's very likely you'll be crossing paths with one of these guys eventually um what any thoughts on that fight on those two going at it? Yes. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's going the distance, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, the, two guys who uh, swing hard and, and swing fast yes. looking to finish. So I, I don't think that fight's going to go to the distance. Uh, you never know in this sport, though. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like someone's getting knocked out. Both guys uh, have good power, and both guys are coming in prepared. Now, let me ask you. Now, were you shocked... When GS, what do you first of all? What did you think about George St. Pierre's fight versus the uh, versus Michael Bisping, him winning the title? And then I want to hear about what your thoughts on him vacating the title. But first, this fight with Michael Bisping, what did you think of that? Um, I don't know. Don't be honest, Robbie. Go ahead. What do you what do you what do you think about it? What I think about his fight with Michael Bisping? Yeah. Uh, I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I mean, I thought it was was something else, you know? I like I thought George was starting to get a little tired, so I wanted to see how that would do if it went, went if it went any longer because usually George when he gets on top of somebody, he gets to chill out a little bit, land some elbows, control, but I thought uh to Bisping's credit when he was on the floor, he was winning on bottom. So, I thought it was going to be very interesting the longer that fight went. So when George caught him with that left hook and then followed up and ended up strangling him, it was very exciting, but you know, but why? What? What is your take? You don't sound too impressed. I'm not starting well, shit. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> it was definitely a. It was a fight for for the fans. Uh, yeah. A lot of hype behind it. It, it was. It was. A, it was a good show. Uh, brought a lot of uh, faces to the table. A, a lot of what? I'm sorry. A lot of faces around. A lot of people watched it. Yeah. I think it was. It was well promoted. You see, this is what I. I know what. See, this is the thing. Uh, when I ask you about it, see, I forget that you're not just looking about it as a kind of a casual fan. You're in the mix for that belt. So you're like, hey, dude, you're holding up shit. Like, oh, wait, no, wait, wait, what the fuck am I talking about? No, my bad. I'm sorry, Robbie. That was, <laughs> you, hey, to my credit, you did fight at middleweight, though. So I'm not that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but GSP oh. might be coming but, down to Walter. That's, that's was, true. That was what was happening to yeah. the uh, 85ers. Yeah, yeah, that definitely screwed them up. Yeah, but I can see people's like problems with that making like a. Is it is your problem with it being kind of like a super fight? No, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I just uh, I don't get too involved in the promotion or yeah. or. 
too much in the scheme of anything. I just kind of watch it and kind of like whatever, whatever. <laughs> Robbie's so laid back and he's so vicious in the cage. It's funny that, isn't it? Like you your know? personality. I think that is a, is a nice combination for uh, Robbie, if I could say that. I've always felt that um, he's had that calm demeanor, even if he ever looks on it, like he's under any trouble in a fight. Like at any minute, that's one of the things about Robbie. You know he can end the fight. Robbie, I don't think you're the type of guy that if somebody cuts you off in traffic, I don't think you get too angry. I, I think you're pretty relaxed. Are you relaxed all the time? Uh, I try to stay relaxed. Uh, that's definitely try to uh, control uh, my emotions and control everything. That's part of uh, being a grown-up, part of being a martial artist is being able to control your emotions and and uh, focusing on, on stuff that's positive. And he's definitely you're not, you're not like a hothead, but yet in the in the in the cage, you know you know what I mean. In the cage, a violent right. mind yeah. puts people away. You, you, you yeah, just, it's, yeah, sport. It's, it's the it's the way I play the sport. It's the way I uh, I guess it's not playing for some, but I'm a rough individual. And uh, when I go in there to fight, there's a certain way I like to do stuff, and it shows. Now uh, let me ask you back to that GSP thing. What do you think about him vacating that title? I mean, do you, do you think any thought on that? Um, I don't think he had any plans on uh, defending it in the first place. That's interesting. You know, I thought because Robert Whitaker was a, a, you know, he fought before at welterweight, and I think, you know, if it was like a Chris Weidman or a Yo Romero, that would be a, I don't think GSP would have any, uh, he wouldn't get in the cage with those guys. But I felt Robert Whitaker being a smaller middleweight, he fought, spent some time, a lot of time at uh, welterweight. That I thought he would actually try to unify that and then then get out of dodge. <laughs> you know. Maybe. Yeah, but Robert Whitaker's a different animal. Uh, knocking people out, getting up from really good jujitsu guys, uh, uh -huh. and I mean it's it's not the same game it used to be. Yeah, you have to be well prepared for these guys. There's a reason uh, he beat Yoel. Uh, Yoel had a hard time taking him down. Jock mm. Ray had a hard time with him, ended up getting knocked knocked out. Uh, obviously, Whitaker's a uh, tough task for anybody. I think Whitaker falls in that category where he's just so super humble and nice that people forget how savage he could be. Yeah, you it's know, true, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, like a I Robbie think Lola. the smart people know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right, Robbie. Just like they know like, you when you no. fight the two men. That's true. Let's you give want a... some of this, old man? <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, listen, in age, do you feel that catching up to you? I mean, you, it doesn't seem like it's you're slowing down at all. Or are you getting better in age? You think the fight IQ, the time you spent in there, is making you a better fighter at 35 than you were, say, at when you were in there at 25? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely taking care of my body, being smarter, knowing when to rest, uh, when to tone it down, when to push push the tempo with my training. It's just uh, fine-tuning everything, having the right people around me, and uh, just being relaxed. Speaking of being relaxed, what do you do like to do to chill out, Robbie? Are you are you a hunter? Are you a, um, a, a movie guy? What is your downtime like? Um, really, I just like hang out in my yard and, and get sun and, and relax and just... Uh, walk around my yard and, and look at the trees and, and meditate a little bit, I guess, hang out at my pool. Uh, the weather's uh, nice usually year-round in Florida, so I uh, just enjoy the outdoors. Oh, he's living the dream, Robbie Lola. He is. You know, Trying I, to. I, had, I have a question with um, 
with Matt asking you, you know, be, being a little bit older in the fight game and you, you know, preparing intelligently. There's, I have read some things. I've, I've not had the chance to speak to you about it until now, but I've read things in the past that things I liked that I heard you that you were allegedly said, and it was about sparring and things like that. And I believe you were, you know, you were basically saying that you don't spar hard or you you, you don't spar very much. I don't know if that's true, but um, could you elaborate on any of that? Because it's my own personal, you know, philosophy. Like I'm not really a big fan of sparring hard, and I feel like that can elongate your your training. And it sounds like from what when Matt just asked you, you know, you, you are training like in in a manner which sounds like that, you know, you you're looking after your body. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place and and a time for hard sparring, but I think when you realize you're tough and that you're willing to grit stuff out, I don't think you need to do that every day. So uh I uh, think it's good uh for people to realize what they're getting into and then uh they need to have that in their life because they Fighting's obviously not freaking just punching somebody. It's getting punched and learning how to roll with the punches, learning how to hit back, and there's a lot of give and take in, in the sport. But uh, as soon as you realize you're tough and you know what you're into now, it's just about uh, fine-tuning everything and, and uh, being more professional about it. It's not taking beatings uh, when you don't have to. And, uh, yeah, it's just something I did naturally. But right now I, I spar. Uh, I didn't spar for like five, six years uh, earlier in my career, but since I've been at UFC, I've been sparring. But it's smart sparring. It's uh, I'm not going to beat the shit out of my partner, but if he steps it up, then I'm going to step it up just yeah. one step above him. But uh, keep everything civilized and, and work on our skills, get our bodies in shape and uh, sharpen everything. Well, Robbie, as an old school dude, I've been there since you got involved in the UFC, and I love watching you fight. I love watching your journey, and uh, and it's not done yet, man. I can't wait for this weekend, man. I I think it's going to be an awesome fight. Styles make fights, and there's no way you versus RDA is not going to be an exciting fight this Saturday night on a big Fox, which is ex very exciting. Yeah, a lot, you know, very it's cool. a lot of homes. Yeah. Robbie, thank you so much for chilling with us, man. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, Robbie. Take care. Best of luck. Cheers, Robbie. Yep, thank you. All right, man. You're the great Robbie Lawler, man. He's a, a – man, what a laid-back dude, you know, and such a savage in the cage. Yeah, it's interesting, you like, know? when you get a lot of personalities, especially maybe nowadays a little bit more flamboyant, people trying to get the attention and stuff. I never felt that from him. And yet, you know, he gets it for the right reasons, and he doesn't yeah. try to get it either. Almost you know? almost like a, a Whitaker. I mean, Whitaker's right, – right. Whitaker is nice to the point of like, oh my goodness! I mean, <laughs> you want to invite him over? One step, one step below, uh, one yeah. step below uh, Sage Northcutt. <laughs> that guy, I just seen him when I was in Fresno. Him and his brother. There's a guy small uh, next to him, another good-looking kid. And he was like tall and smiling. And this is my brother, and his brother's just smiling. I go, man, he's like dangerous, like Ken dolls or something. Like they're all smiley and stuff. No, he's he's a he's a great kid, you wow. know. But uh, Robbie's always fun to watch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. 
Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage, the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 33. And we're going to be talking to Michael Perry soon. Wait, no. Oh, no. Michael, you're being very formal. Why did I say Michael? <laughs> Mike yeah. Perry. Yeah, we're calling Mike in a few minutes. Yeah. Cool. I like Mike Perry. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you cool. noticed on the second page or whatever, this, yeah, I guess the second page of our little rundown here, Jacare versus Derek Brunson has been uh, set for oh, January wow. 27th, which is an interesting fight. Wow. Is, what card is that on? That's uh, It's just a fight night from um, North Carolina that is January 27th. That, that's the main event? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess it's not, you know, the, all the bouts aren't set yeah. yet, but that's on there. Why don't you read? Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk about the recently announced fights, buddy? Because that's exciting. And I see other stuff wow. that I want to get excited about. And I want to hear his thoughts about it. Yeah, let's go through it. Well, because me and Jim talked about a couple of these, but obviously I left them on because you weren't oh, here to. Oh. Uh, well, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we're not doing our fight picks now. What happened with that? No, we shit? will. I think we'll wrap about, up with what it. What about Jimmy, though? Jamie's going to fill in for Jimmy. Yeah, but that's not going to count as Jimmy's picks. No, it'll just he'll have to. Well, whatever. We'll 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 make it work, or we'll take an average or something. But are you gonna talk to Jimmy and just text him and tell him to text you his picks? Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that because Jim's gonna be here Monday. You could play so. the game today, though, Jimmy. Oh wait, so what does that mean? So I'm saying so he'll be here for like the results and everything. So All yes, right, I'll, I'll get he's got to get yeah. his uh, hand, hat and the, uh, his shit in the hat. Yeah, for what? sure. All right, let's uh, tell me what's going on. What fights coming up? Uh, well, I don't know if you want to touch on it. We kind of talked about it on on the last episode, but Stipe versus Francis Ngannou obviously is <laughs> unbelievable in January. I think a lot's going to be decided on its feet with that fight, Jamie English. So I'm I, happy that you're in here. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make. Right? What do you think? Well, I mean, listen, not for nothing, though, but Stipe does have some good jujitsu and good top pressure. Right. Like, And he has a wrestling background. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I mean, you know, that I don't think that's out of the question. No. But he does like to fucking put people to sleep. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah, well, there's some we were talking about before the show. You, you, Jamie was telling me a little a theory, whatever, just something that you, you've been thinking about, about the first two minutes of a fight. Yeah, like, you, you, you know, it's generally, you know, I'm not sure if I can make generalizations now, I'm going to sound like that, but, you know, um, especially in the heavyweight division where the consequences are as big as they can be, if you're not switched on in the first couple of minutes of the first round, that's when a lot of the knockouts can happen. Yeah, so, it's true. You know, it's in general, you're not used to, I tell my guy, you smack your face a little, get used to getting touched. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I used to like to hit my chin a little because yeah. it's weird. Sometimes you'll take the same uh, same shot that knocks you down in the first round. You could take in the third round. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Yeah, I know. Why is that? I think that's one of those mysteries, mate. Right? But I was, I was saying before, you know, we, we were talking, Chris, and it was like when you watched um, Anderson Silva in, in quite a number of his fights, he would be very disengaged for the first few minutes of the first round. He would run around. He would clown. And I felt, I've never spoke to him about it, but I always felt like it was him settling and playing and taking away that first few minutes where, you know, you're not going to get caught with something that you would feel like was a bit of, you know, bullshit. You were like, oh, you know, 
you don't get to get that on me. And then once he settles, he would start to play his game. Yeah. And, and I think maybe, not always, but maybe some people could learn from that, Some you know, a bit of a smart strategy, especially with someone with the power, you know what I mean, that he's going to be facing now. That That's his best chance, let's be honest. Right. And so, like, why would you give him his best chance? Like you were saying, there's a, an option for the wrestling as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what strategy, you know, uh, plays out. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, Francis, it's not that he's yet to be tested because he's beating good guys. Yes. But has he been to deep waters? Exactly. You know what I mean? No. Right. No, he hasn't. Yeah. So in a five-round fight, you know, I mean, Stipe, Stipe's been putting people to sleep. A, a, lot's gonna, a lot in that opening, like kind of what you're talking about, in the opening minutes, it's it, the opening round is going to be it's going to determine a lot in that fight. I think it's going to show a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel, I wonder if Francis, because he came out guns blazing. Yeah. Versus Overeem. Yeah. Is, if now, that's a great if he takes the guy out. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I tried to, you saw me reach you for the button. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> uh, um, but, it, you know, I mean, if he, if a guy weathers that storm, we don't know what's up with Francis. Yeah, I love for saying Francis. I think you know, big, I, big, guy, <laughs> big monster. His name is Francis. It's true. I think in all the combat sports, especially the heavyweight divisions, you go into boxing with the world and things of that nature. You know, do you really want to see all of those fights ending in the first? You know, at first it's exciting, but then after a while you're like, well, is there something more to you? And you look at your alleys and your foremans and your, yeah. your people of the heavier classes, and you go. You can really say about those people, they were tested and they answered the questions. Whereas if you just always knock everyone out in every fight you ever had, I'm not really, as, I'm not saying it's not exciting, but you know, you're going to be like, really? Right. You want someone who's going to test you, you want an opponent that you can measure yourself against. And I think the, the best fighters in whatever division have to go through those wars where you're like, whether they win or lose, you'll get that extra respect. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like... We don't really know, you know. Right. Well, got, for sure. I mean, look at Anderson Silva versus Chael Sonnen, the first fight where Anderson pulls it out in the fifth round, and it's unbelievable. Right. But that's a real test, and I think that that probably, as great as Anderson was, that made people even more right. interested in him because it's like, oh, wow, he weathered adversity and was able to Yeah, you have back, to find know? a way to win, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the highest form of fight IQ, problem solving. Even when you're behind, you're coming out for the last round, you know that you, you, can't, you can't win unless something you do something to stop the fight right. and you find a way to do it. I think that's um, one of the classic ways of cementing your legacy, you know. For sure. Who's winning that fight? Who's winning that fight, Jamie English? I'm going to go with Stipe. You're going with Stipe? Yeah. Interesting. Chris, the producer? Um, <coughs> I, I mean, I might take till uh, January 20th to actually pick. <laughs> I, to me, it just seems like Ingano will be able to land at some point, and okay. I don't think anybody is going to be able to take that that shot. Like I don't see how Stipe would be able to Man. stay away from him for five rounds. I just don't. Why would he have to that. though? He's putting people to sleep too. For sure, yeah. I you got to think Ingano is able to take a shot. Maybe not. You know, we'll see. I mean, this obviously will be That's will be a fight where he's tested. To watch, but, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I I just I love Stipe, but I, I think I got to go with Ngano in that fight. Um, I mean, I'm I'm biased, kind of. You know, because right. Stipe's kind of a you know friend. He's been at my place a bunch. Right. You know, right. he's good for. He's very tight with Gian Volante and uh, Weidman and them. So he's been at my spot a lot. So I'm definitely biased. But even if I wasn't, I 
I'm still leaning towards Stipe. I really am. You know? Yeah, I'm not like I'm not like landsliding it by any means. Right. I'm absolutely prepared to be well, wrong. Could we be I mature about this and say no backsies? <laughs> okay, sorry. Listen to me. Let's talk about. Oh man, Robert Whitaker. You know, I'm gonna call Mike Perry. By the way, I don't want to leave him hanging too long. But oh wait, okay. is it time to call? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. time flies, man. Man, now Michael Perry. Why do I call Michael? Because you like to be formal. I did that a couple of times. Today. Are you wearing a suit underneath that hoodie? No, nah, I'm just fucking shy. <laughs> you know, I've been traveling a lot. You're a busy man. Yeah, but it's all good. You know, I got a couple of kids. I got three kids, actually. I got a couple. I forgot <laughs> I a kid. I just forgot that I got, one. <laughs> I got three kids, two schools. You know, sometimes mm. I hang out with the big cheese. You know you've got a wife as well. You know that, right? Just put that out there. Yeah, I got my wife too. <laughs> yeah, and things have been good, so I can't really complain about nothing. Good. I'm excited about this fight with Mike Perry versus Ponzinibbio. Yes. I've been watching that that countdown special. That Ponzinibbio, yeah. you know, went from Argentina, went to Brazil, right. living in the street. Does it, does it mean anything to Mike Perry? Does he give a shit? <laughs> I want to, Mike Perry's funny. I'm going to ask him that. Yeah, he is funny. Yeah. You know? Does it matter who's across the cage <laughs> from him? Does he care? Does he doesn't. He, care? he doesn't fight like he cares. <clears throat> he you, know? you know, he doesn't hold out too much respect for people. What's he's going just on gets now? In and does his thing. Look at this. Yeah, guy. I don't know. I called him. I'm getting a bit busy signal. Whatever. We'll try him in a second. Okay. Someone's batting a thousand. I know. What it's <laughs> not your fault. Yeah. You know? uh, well, yeah. Anyway, you were going to say Whitaker and Rockhold is a. Uh, uh, for the middleweight titles, obviously a very interesting fight. Well, now I'm thinking. Now I'm talking about Michael, Mike, Mike Perry. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <to> Michael, <laughs> Michael Perry. Is that a song? Is that a singer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure, Michael Perry? Oh, no, Stephen Perry. <laughs> Stephen Tyler, <laughs> Steve Perry. Oh, who's from? Who's from? Journey. Uh, who's from Journey? Who's yeah, the singer? Steve, from... That's Steve Perry, I think. Right? Don't go. make wow. me sound like a nut. Because <laughs> it's not Michael Perry. <laughs> So these guys have both been putting people to sleep. Now I'm gonna go on the record. I'm picking Mike Perry in this fight. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people are gonna be picking Pons. Who's the favorite in that? Ponzinibbio. Uh, like as far as betting favorite, uh, I could check that out. I'm not sure, but no, pe- your favorite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fuck you think I'm talking about? Right? Because <laughs> the Medusa is funny. Wait, what do you? See, I'm thinking uh, that he'd probably be the favorite. But I think this is going to be a violent fight that's going to be over in the first round. And I, I swear, I think they're going to be both. They both are going to trust in their power. I think Mike Perry's going to make it nasty, getting close, and he's going to end up landing something. And I, I, I think Ponzinibbio is just going to go to take him out. And as, when he goes to do that, he's going to get fucking countered. I think, my, I think that's what's going to go down. Yeah, Ponzinibbio is a minus 190 favorite over uh, Mike Perry's a plus 170. So it's close, but it's he's the underdog. All right. I think he's. I think Mike Perry's gonna take it, man. I do. Uh, what is his? They don't. Talk, you don't have his his amateur record on here. No, I can look that quickly. Only because I know Ponzinibbio has a crazy record. Well, he's, I was just gonna say, like, what, probably that's why he's the favorite because he has a vastly greater experience than right. than his opponent, his, yeah. as, as, at least professionally. You know. So. I wanna. What, I mean, wonder what uh, Mike Perry's thoughts about his his knockout over Gunnar Nelson when Ponzinibbio knocked him out. That was pretty, you know, explode. He's an explosive guy, but so is Perry. Yeah, I feel like Perry's got a chin, though. I don't think Perry's going to get hit. That's what I think is going to make a difference. I think he might have to take one to give one. I think he's going to be willing to do it, and I think he's going to end up finding uh, Ponzinibbio's jaw. Yeah, I don't. You know, you know I, I, I mean, Ponzinibbio puts people away. Too. Yes, absolutely. But I, 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 I think uh, 
knockout. I think that I think this guy is a legit savage, and I think he's going to be able to take take. If he has to take one to give one, he will. The other guy, Ponzinibbio, had a fight a fight with a broken arm. And he oh, fucking right. fought two rounds with that. So they, you, they both got no quit in them. Yeah. But when the light switch goes off, it goes off. Yeah, there's nothing. And I think to, Perry's yeah, going to be able to find that switch. You don't, you're picking up what I'm putting down? I, I, I agree with you, to be honest with you. You don't have to. No, I know. Um, and and I'm, I'm not, I have no problem disagreeing with you, you but I, I agree with you. No. I do, I agree. I think that um, it's, for me, I, it's interesting, right? I don't believe the records in MMA are... Um, really a, an indication it's it's for me it's who you fight and when you fight them and like um no disrespect to anyone's record but it doesn't amount to anything that convinces me for Ponzinibbio to to, to have the edge over I so, mean well Ponzinibbio he does he's pretty explosive yeah I don't mean that he hasn't How accomplished many, anything he has his, his, his record's impressive who the hell did Ponzinibbio lose to in the UFC could you remind me of that please yeah I'm gonna take a look right now because and what is his record in the UFC? Because I know Mike Perry's four and one with that one loss over Alan Joban, but he didn't take a backward step to his mm. credit. He went after him. Right. Ponzinibbio is twenty five and three overall. He's lost to Ryan LaFleur. Unanimous decision. That was his first UFC fight, Ponzinibbio. Oh, how the oh decision? Decision. That's a and good he uh, Lorenz Larkin has a knockout over Ponzinibbio. Oh. And that's it. Interesting. I think um uh, I think Perry's gonna get a knockout. I do. Yeah, I fancy. I, I do fancy. Do. I fancy Perry. Yeah, you fancy him. I do. <laughs> I'm, Not gonna t- I'm gonna tell him that Jamie English fancies him. You can tell him that it's all good. What round do you think, Matt? First round. Whoa. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be quick and violent. I don't think. I don't think. I think they're both gonna trust in their power and both try to put make an example and put each other out. It's gonna get nasty. It's gonna be bloody. And I think that uh, within the with, within that first round, I feel he's, that something's gonna go down. And I, you know. And that thing that's going down is going to be Ponzinibbio. <laughs> uh, you know, my, I'm, I agree. And I, the reason I agree is because it's the perfect platform to do it. Yeah. Because it's that's the card you want to do it on. Because mm-hmm. you want to make an example <laughs> and be like, you know what? Now I want the next, you know, I want to yeah. be taken seriously. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, that makes or else, sense. Or anything, just be like, yo, the winner of uh, the guys fighting later on tonight. Yeah, That's exactly. what they should be saying. That's what I mean. And, so, and they're fighting first, obviously. So that would be a he already He already right. called out Robbie Lola. He did, yeah. That's right, yeah. What about me fucking up and saying that Robbie, I'm hold, they're holding up your division with the fucking <laughs> yeah, middle of the division? Say, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, what am I saying? It's a fucking honest. I mean, well, I, I, I you know, what can I do? Well, it is. A, he was welterweight anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. George is a welterweight yeah, normally, yeah, so it's easy to be was. like, oh, yeah, I forgot easy. about that. I screwed up, yeah. you know? That's okay. It's all right. I, I'm going to get over it. What do you think about that, uh, that Whitaker, Robert Whitaker versus Luke Rockhold? Tell me your thoughts on that. I love that. I think, it's I think a, it's a great fight. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a great opportunity yeah. for Whitaker also, you know what I mean, to be like, because there's no question of Rockhold's um, pedigree, you know? Rockhold <clears throat> is awesome. I think he's an awesome fighter. I think he's very well-rounded. The Southpaw, you know? I mean, David Branch did catch him early on, man. And now if he caught him, not that if he caught him, I'm not saying that like that, because David puts a lot of work in. But, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it did. He had him stunned for a second. And he clinched him. He really kind of fucked up with that. Yeah, he had him up against the cage. Right, and he was like blasted him, yeah. and then he clinched him, and then Luke started getting his wits about him, and then it was down. You know, then he got you know he got him out of wrestling and whatnot. Um, if he gets on top of Whitaker, which other guys? What's up? No, it keeps going. it's it's crazy. I got it keeps going away uh, right. like a busy signal. You know. Hey, listen, I'm 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 pretty uh, confident. We're gonna talk to him. Yeah, we'll get him. You know, but um. 
if if Luke Rockhold gets on top of anybody, he's a problem. There's no question about that. He's a problem. He's a world class jiu-jitsu player, a world class no, MMA especially player. Especially on top, like he gets that mount to back, he floats above you. He's landing elbows and strikes. You're trying to find the floor as far as you're trying to get your one leg. You, you got, you're trying to find the ground. You can't because you have his legs locked. So it's kind of unorthodox. Like the way he, and he's such a long body. He's a, a real pain in the ass on top. I've seen him just, you know, you've seen what he's done to people. Absolutely. Um, uh, Robert Whitaker has shown with the guys he's fighting, Jacare or Romero, right. that he's hard to get down and hard to keep down. Right. It's a, it, this is a this is a hard one to pick, no? Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, Rob Whitaker seems like he's getting better and better. Luke Rockhold looked amazing in his last one, but that is the second fight in a row where he did get a little stunned standing up. I mean, a lot of stun when he fought Bisping. Yes. But he did get a little little stun. But maybe that was some ring rust. Who knows? My my feeling is five round fight. Yeah, my feeling is um, with Rockhold is. And I haven't seen him this change, so this is interesting that you mentioned that he's getting caught. When he backs up, he backs up in a straight line and his chin comes up. And I don't see him making those adjustments between those last couple of fights. And with someone like Whitaker with his confidence coming forward and throwing with with, um, with bad intentions, and I think he can do that because he's not afraid of being on the ground because he's got the confidence to get up. And he's yeah. done it against people who are well-class grapplers. So... That's a that's a real danger point, I think, for Rockhold. You know, it is wild that he fought at at, at welterweight. Yeah, right. Surprise. You know, it's so funny how guys do so much better. Sometimes, I mean, RDA is killing it right now at at, at welterweight. That's another thing that makes it. And he's looking great at. I wonder if his jujitsu is going to come into play because Robbie is an explosive guy. Yeah. I switched right back to that fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's coming on this weekend, so we should talk about that a lot. But I mean, you know, RDA, he is. I mean, a lot's going to be. Determined standing up, but if he can get on top of Robbie, it's gonna be hard to do though. Robbie's explosive. Robbie's hard to get down, and Robbie's hard yeah. to hold down too. Once yeah. you get him there, yeah, I know. And other, he and knows all the tricks. Like he's, yeah. he's well versed. A, lot's, a yeah. lot's gonna be determined on its feet, you know. Yeah, and RDA is awesome on his feet, but I mean, I think like he could land three to four shots to Robbie's one, and that one might really put you know what I mean hurt. Uh, RDA, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I think the power might be too much. I think so too. I also, you know, he got um, he got knocked out for in, when he was defending his title by Eddie Alvarez. By Alvarez, now you know, no, again, Alvarez is a great fighter, but he's not the size, right, and distinguished kind of uh, power that that's going to be coming come Saturday night. So, like you said, it, it's uh, I think it's a little tall order. It's definitely a step up. And a, and a measure of of uh, what what have you got for RDA, but not so much for for his opponent. You know, I feel like you know that's just not the case for Robbie. I think Robbie's very very comfortable, right? And it's like it's more RDA's test than Robbie's. For sure, it's almost like Gastelum coming up when he fought Weidman. You know, it's like now yes. you're fighting a true middleweight, right? Yeah. Really see what the size difference you know, is, the power I'm difference. Sure, I'm stuff, sure Michael know? Bisping would love that that uh, analogy. <laughs> You know, well, Bisping's you know fought what, it different ways. Yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. but you know, you know, you know what's interesting that you, you know you want to might take into account is that in boxing, the way, where the weight classes are so close together, you can get a multiple weight world champion over the course of a number of years as you naturally acclimatize. But I'm not really sure. Like you, you saw, you know, that kind of thing with McGregor. Like 
it's really difficult to translate that power in increments as big as they are in right. in, in in our particular uh, combat style where it's 15 or 20 pound it's not six pound or eight pound it's a huge jump and to do it in the course of six months a year you know your body takes time to adjust yeah so um unless you've been fighting for a while I, that's why i feel like it's a real challenge for people to make that adjustment because it's not five pound eight pound is twenty pound, and then you're you might be that twenty pound, but then the person you're fighting is another fifteen pound right. bigger than you. Yeah, well, so look, I mean, look at George. George is out now, and he he really says it's because of his change in diet. He has to put on so much weight to fight Bisping. Right, colitis. Yeah. What yeah. is that? You got ass problems? Yeah, I think it's like uh, some intestinal it's issues some or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe I got colitis. <laughs> oh, I'm good, everybody. I'm clean too. I shower a lot. That's good to know. Yeah. You smell like you showered a lot, man. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> uh, look, give us some fight news. What's going on? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Are we getting a phone call? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, all right, it's all happening it, behind the scenes. Don't us, worry. Give me, some, uh, give me some news what's going on. Um, right? Javier Mendez, who's the head coach at AKA. I just saw him at Fresno. Good man. Oh, perfect. There you go. Uh, he's saying that Cain Velasquez is back training, light training, not not training specifically for any particular opponent, but Cain Velasquez is back and he's looking to get back into the octagon in 2018, which you got to imagine helps Cormier as he's training for Uzdemir and, you know, Rockhold kind of moves around, but he, he's there. So that, that AKA team is kind of getting back together. And Chris, Khabib, Chris so. the producer. Yeah. How old is Cain Velasquez now? Uh, let's take a look. Let's, had, let, let's let the yeah. whole audience know because I want to know. Because I'm excited, but he's a he's oh, a yeah, great no. he's a really exciting heavyweight. Because not a lot of heavyweights are good at the. He's 35. Yeah, he's, he's 35. 35. I'm say, yeah. yeah, these guys better get moving. <laughs> <laughs> they better get healthy. I know what you're thinking, Jamie. What am I mad? But you were 35, knocking out Frank Trigg. I know that's what you. I know. I was about to mention. Yeah, that. yeah, going on 36. Listen, <laughs> I just saw Frank Trigg over the weekend. Oh yeah. At Fresno, yeah, he was a referee. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, what about him? How's he doing? He's doing all right. He's reffing. He's very he's friendly. I get along. I get along with Frank. But then once I let my my guard down, like he'll say, so he could, he could like come out with like a, a wise ass remark. So I never let him get too close. It's always, hey, hey Frankie, good to see you too. Good, you know, it's good, and it is, but just for a little bit. Professional distance. Just for a little bit. Because then you let your guard down. The next thing you know, he'll like try to pat your belly or something. I'm not having that. Don't have it. Fuck no. No. Fucking Rip Camorra's got like four today on black belts. Just on the subway on the way, yeah. No. Yeah, just getting people out of his I'm way. It's my, Christmas time. I'm, keep, traffic, whatever. I'm out there. I keep my eyes open. Do you, do you, remember, on. Do you ever remember that scene in the movie Airplane and he's walking through, the, just knocking people out yeah, and throwing that's them? Matt. That's Matt. Man, that's fucking Ray Longo. <laughs> Seriously. Yo, he knocked a couple big girls like feet into their feet when they say, he's carrying a bag. And I'm like, Longo, you're putting, and it's worse when I try to draw attention to it. Because he like gets loud without even meaning to, because I think he's hearing stuff and they go. So he's like he's walking, he's got a backpack on, like a UFC backpack, and it's like girls are sitting down, like I don't know, this lady's feet. He like hit into it and she's and he's and I'm walking behind, I'm like, I'm apologizing for him. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say I go, Longo, you're knocking people over with your bag. What? <laughs> who? Why well, I hit who do I hit? What? I hit somebody I'm like, Oh fuck, now you're just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we take a break quick I'm gonna get I, I gotta, gotta make a call you gotta yeah, go I'm to the so bathroom whatever did, yeah. how did you know I have to go to the bathroom I can just I can sense it because I'm holding my dick old Jedi mind trick going on here <laughs> yeah you we'll come back in, with, you uh, send in you to the bathroom right. Right. we'll come back with Mike Perry alright PP break this is Jim Miller and Origins is back 
Recently, I gave you a behind-the-curtain look into the groundbreaking comedy Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, it's time to take you on another ride. One that's nearly 40 years in the making. Dropping December 18th, Origins with James Andrew Miller. Chapter 2, a deep exploration into the world of ESPN. In five different episodes, we will reveal previously unheard and unpredictable moments, pivotal junctures, and strokes of luck, good and bad, that turned ESPN from a ramshackle couple of buildings into one of the greatest media success stories of all time. You'll hear from all the key players, in front of the camera and behind. Look for Origins with James Andrew Miller on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you download your programs. Yo, Mike Perry, what's up, dude? You're on with Matt Sarah, Jamie English. How what's are up, you? Matt Sarah? How I'm are you, well, bro? Man. I'm living it up out here, chilling, man, uh, enjoying every moment of life. It looks like you're enjoying yourself, man. I like I like your Instagram. I, I I like I like you, Mike Perry. Let me tell you something. I'm not putting pressure on you because I know fighting is pressure alone. I'm picking you this weekend, and I'm not just doing that. Because That's a good I, bet, man. Uh, thank you so much. I, I I I I'll tell you why in a second. But I'm just saying, I it's not just because you're a friend of the show, which I do feel that you are a friend of this this show by now, because you had we had you on a few times. Yeah, I respect you guys over there. I know what you're doing. You you're hard worker and your team works hard um you know i got to hang out with Algernon sterling out there and and he actually wrote me a message and he had a good attitude about what recently happened for him and uh he's looking to come back strong and uh you know he's a fierce competitor and that's the name of this game you know my dad was talking to me and he was like i've seen you eat head kicks and then i've seen a shot that shouldn't have did anything and it sat you down you know it's a weird game we play but isn't it kind of freeing? And I told this to Aljo, who I love. I love Aljo, like a little brother. But knowing that it could ha- that they can get fade to black at any second is a freeing feeling because you know that you could also put somebody out at any second with these four ounce gloves. Correct. All you gotta do is touch them. That's it. You just gotta tap them. If you can touch your opponent, then the knockout will come. This is going to be a violent fight with you and Ponzinibbio. That that's that's a sure bet. And when I look at his, and I watched that Road to Glory with both you guys, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And you hear his story, uh, coming to Argentina to Brazil, living in a tent, um, how hungry he is for the title. Make any difference to you at all? You know what I heard when he was doing that, and it's crazy because I didn't know what he was going to say. I actually specifically said in my interview. I'm not out here complaining about where I came from in life and that I'm blessed to have everything I have now and I'm living in the moment. And then he comes on there complaining about how, you know, he went through all that. Well, he's going back to his tent. He's going to play his guitar in his tent as far as I'm concerned because this is my time and I'm going to end it for him. That's the fucking, that is the greatest thing I ever heard. So you're going to send him back to the the tent and tell him to go play. So wait, he's going to play his guitar in his tent, you told him. Yeah, man, go fondle your fingers and find something else to do because... Or you can fight the welterweights that are behind now because I'm moving up, I'm looking forward, and I'm thinking ahead, and I'm ready for everything that's coming my way. Now, you see what he did to Gunnar Nelson. Do you watch a lot of tape on your guys 
whether it's for strategy or just the watch out, you know, again, yeah, the watch out, what he's really good at. I mean, how much time do you put into watching your guys? Or do you give a fuck who it is? Or do you not watch any tape? Everybody's No, different. I watch. I watch. You got to watch. Yeah. You got to see, you know, uh, every man in the UFC, you know, well, not everyone, but most of them are, are very dangerous. And they all have something that got them here. So they are dangerous in some way to certain opponents. But, you know, he's a striker. Um, he does have other capabilities. His takedown abilities are, are decent, but, uh, you don't know who, how he's going to show up that night. You get an opponent thinking that you're going to come forward and fight. And then you start moving around and sticking and, and you just play the jab and, and try to draw them in. So, you know, I always go in the fight and, and react Definitely, it's muscle memory. That's why we drill. That's why we do what we do, so that when we go in that fight, there's no thinking. There's only reacting. But I put a game plan together. I expect a certain type of fight, and then I expect certain things from myself. There, uh, you know, this here it comes again. There, I've been talking about this for a while now. There's, there's a line, and on that line, you got to find somewhere in the middle. On, on, on the both sides of that line are composure poise control technique uh flowing and just going with it and on the other side of that line is aggression and power and and anger and moving forward and and strength and believing in your chin and in your tenacity and your toughness and and your speed and your just athleticism so there's two sides there and you got to find somewhere in the middle and that's the balance and uh that's kind of like everything else in life you know it's a little yin and a little yang and you can't get carried away, people out here sometimes, you know, and, and but sometimes you can't let people walk all over you. You know what I'm saying? You see how it kind of all blends together. No, I see for sure. And know what I really like, I, I and I saw it on the Countdown special, is, uh, I, I and again, I'm not just being because I'm a jiu-jitsu guy at heart. I saw you training with the, with, uh, with the kimono on, and uh, it shows that other side uh, of you as like the martial artist I don't think people might see they see you fight especially last time I saw you with your hair up like like a, some kind of like crazy peacock or whatever it is you got the face tattoos you're putting people to sleep with your knees with your elbows and, and then you see you in, in the class you're bowing you're doing the warm up you're getting your techniques down you're not you're getting strangled and then you're strangling people that takes a certain uh, uh, a humble person to do that is that what you think people might not judge you correctly on is that you're just a fucking savage which you are but there is that other side that martial artist and you know um you gotta be who you gotta be in this sport and you gotta do what you gotta do to make people pay attention to all the hard work that you put in the hard work is in the gym and those are friends and so yes the attitude is a little different in the gym and sometimes the, the savagery comes out in the gym against friends. I mean, if you're really friends, you're really comfortable opening up and being that crazy person you are inside. And, um, you know, I I do work hard. I, I, I work in the gi. It's, it's different. And see, my girl said something about that show, Road to the Octagon. She was like, you know what you did in the show that nobody else did? Or you know what you didn't do that everybody else did? And she said that they all did some stupid-ass workout like uh kettlebell swings or uh, or throwing a medicine ball against the wall while I was in there getting the speed bag, moving my head around the sandbag, 
uh, in the in the gi doing jujitsu, grappling, wrestling. I'm doing drills, and you know, I believe that that's what happened with uh, Joanna Jurchech and Rose Namajunas. I think Joanna was in the gym doing stupid little workouts, while Rose was in the gym punching and kicking and wrestling and grappling, and she was fighting. You have to work out for fighting, so you have to fight to work out. People overthink that so many times. They're running on treadmills with snorkels and they're fucking. I'm like, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a fight. You, I mean, you know Old what I mean? School, baby. You got to <laughs> chop wood. You got to punch, punch shit. No, I hear man. you, man. <laughs> I used to have to run hills, longo. Everybody knows. I know, and I understand it's a sport and everything too. But they have a conditioning trainer. I had a nutritionist. I had just Henzo and Longo. <laughs> That's all I had fucking had. What are you gonna say, Jamie? I was gonna say um, with Mike, you know, the the kind of dynamic and the kind of impression I get from your style and your. You know, for me, you seem like a thoughtful person. Um, you know, you prepare like you just mentioned there, and you, obviously there's a lot of um, consideration. But when you're in there, I feel like there's a lot of natural ability. There's a, you know, I fa- personally feel there are physical attributes and there are also ment- mental attributes that you might not be able to, um, you know, make, make make it understandable unless you're actually in the game fighting. And you seem very so versatile. Like you can, I mean, you're knocking people out with knees, elbows. You're, you know, it deserves. And I think there's a natural context to that where it's not necessarily teachable. It's just something that comes about from from hard work. And as you said, your your um, dedication to what you're doing is that something you feel for yourself? Like, do you feel like you're a natural fighter, or do you have to work hard to get to you know the kind of sentiment that you've been able to express in the cage? You know, I believe uh, what I've been through in life has made my mind tougher, and definitely each fight I've been in has made me. It's it's the mental strength that uh, brings me over the top of my opponents. But and now we're talking about two opponents here, and me and Ponzinibbio that have this mental strength. You know, he's tough too. But uh, then it comes down to the drilling and all the work you see in the gym, where I think I'm. I think the difference in this fight is that I'm a more well-rounded martial artist and I have more than just the boxing and just the punches and the knockouts that people see. And, um, you know, I've been waiting my whole career for an opponent like this who is very similar in me and my style of coming forward and trying to knock you out. And, you know, with that said, I'm looking to use all my martial arts and I think that's going to be the, the game changer in this fight. Because I have it all, and these 15 minutes is an opportunity to show that. Listen, before I let you go, because I, I know you're busy, it, on the same card, now you called out Robbie Lawler before, which I thought was a, a brilliant move, because that's, that's exciting as hell. Um, you know, he's fighting on the same card versus RDA. Any, any thoughts on that fight? Oh, man, that fight could go anywhere. I... Uh... You know, the speed of RDA being the smaller fighter, um, he looked, he has looked, and his performance against Neil Magny was dominant as they come yeah. in the sport of mixed martial arts. And, uh, you know, I think he's my pick uh, to win this fight. Oh, I could be wrong. Robbie is the, as, as tough as they come. And, you know, he's got more power. He's bigger, stronger. So, We'll see what wins here, speed or power. Um, because they're after me, you know, that fight, either way that fight goes, I could end up fighting either one of those, but I think the next fight is there until. Oh, interesting. Oh, so you got right. I love, let me tell you, 
Not all, not not just your fights. I'm not just buttering you up, but I like when you get that mic. You have you you know that part of the business, man. You got a name on your lips already, and uh, I like that, that that that's some drama right there. I love that shit. You know, I have to say, Darren <laughs> Darren Tiller's from my home city, you know, in Liverpool. So I would love a fight like that because he he again, he's not as tested, right? He's coming up, but he's shown such. So you're, so you're taking Till. I'm taking Perry. Don't start no shit. <laughs> All right? Hey, Mike, man, we're going to let you go, That's dude. Awesome. This week, this weekend, Saturday night on Big Fox, man. I'm psyched for you. And uh, all my best, bro. You guys enjoy the show. Uh, my apologies for the late arrival on this interview. No problem. Uh, you know, we're busy out here, but enjoy that show, man. It's going to be my performance of a lifetime. I can't wait, dude. All right, man. All, all our best, man. Take care, bro. Cheers, Mike. Thank you, brother. All Peace. Right, Mike. I really, really enjoy when Mike Perry calls in. There's yeah. guys, there's fighters that I just, I just like gravitate to that I like a lot, and he's one of them. He's explosive as hell, and I can see people picking Ponzinibbio because the guy's been so dominant. Absolutely. But uh, holy fuck, I just think I Mike Perry. He's <laughs> when he's saying, "Listen," he's like <laughs> he watched the thing and he goes, "The guy's talking about he's." He lived in a tent and he's playing. He's going to be back in that tent with his guitar. <laughs> I love, dude, I just love that. Because it's not, it's it's just, he's he's a, he's a wittier guy than you'd give him credit for. Absolutely. And he's a character and he's exciting as hell to fight. You know? Yeah, yeah. I like the dynamic there with him and his girlfriend. That guy's got a, he's got reality TV written all over him. It's yeah, Mike Perry. This Mike Perry reality show. They should think about that. By the way, and professional too. We took a break. He called, apologized. Hey, sorry, I was on the phone with this, that, Ooh, yeah. and the other thing. He's like, yeah. but did did Listen, it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Called, did the media, and that's uh, part of being a champion. I you know? hope the guy does well. I mean, I, I'm listen. <laughs> I'm pre I'm predicting. I know I'm going early with this. I'm predicting first round KO. Yeah, I am too. Okay. And I mean, it's listen. It's it's ending. It's not going to make three rounds. I don't believe so. Unless. Unless Ponzinibbio fights a little out of character and tries to take a, a page out of Alan Joban's book, the way he beat Mike Perry by going backwards and keeping him at distance. But I don't that's not really his style. His style is to fucking put guys away. Yeah, that's not And he trusted his power. He says any, everybody thinks they can take a punch till they take one of his. Right. This is uh, um, um, Ponzinibbio uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. It's exciting. Jamie. It is. It's going to be good. Give one. me some more news, dude. All right, yeah, we'll do do some more news and then we'll go. We'll finish our picks and we're good because it was a good show. Why are you kicking uh, us out? No, not at all. We're having a good time, me and Jamie. So let me ask you this: I don't get to see Jamie too often. L listen, we can stay here all day. Are I'm you going to Penn Station after this? Yeah, I need pizza. I have a problem. I have a pizza problem. I'm not sure if it's a problem. I'm a fatty. It's I'm not, dangerous though. I do come on. All right, go ahead. What are we talking? About? Uh, well, I was going to ask you. So Chris Cyborg <laughs> yes. is obviously fighting Holly Holm at the end of the year, December 30th. Um. She came, uh, Cyborg came out and said that she has Brazilians that had been in New Mexico at Jackson Wink and they were kind of letting her know, you know, Holly's strategy and this and that. And she's like, I don't need that. You know, I'm fine to just work on it. But what, how prevalent is that? Is that really a thing or is that maybe just something to get into Holly's head? You know, I, I mean, it would be more of like because Aldo said it against Frankie too. He was like, We had Brazilians in his camp, you know, like is that maybe just a that kind of makes you just look, it kind of, if anything, just is a little distraction with your, you know, your whole focus, almost like instead of concentrating on the fight, you're looking around, you're like, hey, who the fuck is... Right. I mean, it's more of that. It's more of the disrespect than I think them, you know, 
letting the game plan out. Come on. You can, you fight, it's a fight. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal with that kind of thing. Oh, he's she's going to look to add a takedown in. I mean, come on. You know, whatever. Right. But yeah, I think it's more of the disrespect and the disloyalty. Yeah. Especially as a, you know, as a champion, as someone of, of the caliber that you're talking about, Holmes and stuff, that kind of person, they're not going to be, if they're, and they are, if you get to that level and you've earned the way that she has that stuff it's like oh good I'm glad you know what I'm going to do now stop me right it's you know it's like I don't care that, right. th- those people are not going to be phased and like I think what Matt said is true it's like mm, yeah okay that's interesting but ultimately dude stop me then yeah right I feel so good after jujitsu. oh my goodness <laughs> I say that a lot. A lot of people train because of me. I get that a lot. Well, they should here. train because of you, Mike. You're a pioneer, me. I'm Legitimately. Not, it, it doesn't come down to that always, but it's I, true I love though. compliments. But I trained this morning, Jamie, and I felt like such a fatty yesterday because I had uh, the two things I talked about, pizza and cake. I have kids. So I had that <laughs> I had that yesterday. Breakfast. <laughs> well, actually, there was some cake I had a little with my coffee because it was left over, double, <laughs> double chocolate. So That's delicious. brilliant. Chris is a mass speaker. But uh, I... Uh, <laughs> But I do. I have a good. It's, it's about balance. It's about finally finding the yin to your yang. Yeah. So by doing jujitsu, it makes me feel so much better. All right, getting back to the picks there. And getting well, back actually, to yeah. You know what? Now that you're talking about jujitsu, it's kind of a, a great uh, segue. Go ahead. So segue somebody King. asked me a question on Instagram for you to ask you about. All right. it. Uh, my man Crown Terror is his name on Instagram. What up, what up Crown Terror? He said, uh, "If you ask Matt, what is the last time he's been legit submitted?" Uh. I'm going to say my star student, Jason Rao, had an inside he look on me, but I'm going to say he let it go. Okay. Because he loves me, and he doesn't want to embarrass me. Right. Probably. You know Jason? Trains with Danner all the yes, time. Yes, I do, yeah. This was a while ago, but I'm going to say that was it. Yeah, okay. that, that leg on stuff is, is really so good. He's Especially now. Stud. But uh, there's also times, though, that I stalk guys on my back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I get out a lot, but, you know, I right. mean, I do. Right, but that's not a straight but, up uh, No, no, match. not a straight You're, up tap. Yeah. Right. But, you know, I, I you, you could get caught. It's so, it shouldn't make that big a deal. That's why it's almost like I have to have to think, like, when's the last time? Right. Because it's not even so much about, it is about making the guy say uncle, but you're also sometimes putting you. I, I still put myself in very bad positions, or guys on my back, black belts, because the timing of getting out is. It's not just knowing it; it's the timing of everything. So I have guys getting out. I know how far an arm can go before they can get the proper strangle. So especially with the gi, like I have to grab and defend certain ways, get my head to the other side, get my back to the floor. He's gonna try to mount. I bring my one leg underneath the other, and I'm on top. These are all things that you cannot. You'll lose that timing if you don't consistently, you know, keep that blade sharp. So I don't mind if I'm starting from positions like that, that, you know, um, I get caught in something. It's just, I'm putting myself there. And again, it helps keep everything sharp. You know, when Matt Hughes had my back when I fought him that time, I wasn't worried whatsoever. You know, I was worried if he was cross-eyed on me because he kills people cross-eyed. And he was cross-eyed. I actually gave up my back. That's how he took my back. But... I escaped the I've escaped the back thousands of times. I mean, I, I can't even count them. And so it's like second nature. Right. I wouldn't know the wrong way. I couldn't get out of mount the wrong way. I can only get out the right way. It's not my instinct to try to push up on it. You know what I mean? So I don't know where I'm going with this. No, well, no. You know what, but you know. uh, but to answer your question, I'm gonna say my student Jason Rao got my leg, but he let it go. So he didn't let me tap right. because he's such a nice guy. You know, he's such a humble kid. I love that kid. It's an int- it, the question is interesting to me because 
uh, and no no disrespect to the person who's asking the question, yeah, yeah. but the question's interesting to me because it's not a question I would ever ask anymore, but it's a question that's interesting because I would have asked it, but in a, the position where I'm in personally now in, in my place in martial arts and stuff, it doesn't actually interest me, so it used to interest me. As far that, as what now? Um, because like I've who seen... Who would tap who type of thing? or Yeah, and like it's different for me. Like when I see like Sedan here, yourself, Henzo, the people who, and Ricardo, like people, right, who are like I am like, whoa, you know, these are the people the reason I'm doing jiu-jitsu, right? Mm, the right. only real reason. Gene Dawn, people have like, so like, it doesn't interest me who could tap them out because ultimately, the truth is, the only reason they can is because of them. Yeah, and, and, right, and, right. and and if they can't, then we've let them down, right? We're supposed to be evolving. I, and I see that. Very and, good and so the question to me is interesting, like, okay, that's an interesting question, right. but not to me. Because I've gone past, for me, I've gone past that question and I'm more like, you know, I've got other questions, but that doesn't interest me. It's like, doesn't mean anything yeah. to me. Right, that's interesting to put it that way. That it's almost I mean? a more interesting question of why couldn't you tap him because you should be able right, to. Right, 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 I, right. I tell my black belts, Jason included, I'm like, you guys, you got to realize, you guys get me, I win too because I'm your teacher. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really yeah. lose. I don't look at it like that too. But that's a very good point. That's about being a martial artist. If you never... You know, if you're the type of guy that if you don't, you can, you're not going to play if you can't win. Right, you're not going to be very good at jujitsu. I think that's a great point. <laughs> you know, uh, John, I was speaking to John a few years ago. Yeah, down here, and he said something very interesting. It was just me and him, and it was a quiet day in the academy, and um, I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, when you guys were coming up and stuff, I was like, how do how do do, do we compare as blue belts? Because I was a blue belt. This is like years ago. To, to when you guys were coming up, and he goes, "Oh, you'd you'd uh, you'd, uh, you'd you'd give us a, a hard time. Maybe you'd be, you're better than we were." When we, and I was like, "And I had a hard time accepting that." But I un but you know, years later, I understand what he means. He's like, "No, no, we like we understand how to teach it in a different way mm. because we've done it for so long now, and this and it's evolving. And if it's done properly, in the way that it should be, if you respect your master Henzo, if you respect him properly, you're supposed to build on what he's got. You're not supposed to sit there like Matt said and be like. Oh, I'm not showing you this because you might be able to do it to me. You right. know what I mean? That's when not the game. When jujitsu first came over here in the 90s, yeah. it was very knowledge wasn't like now where you could even jump on the computer and right. look at people doing stuff online and just you know learn some stuff that way. Right. Uh, it was very like secretive. So right. you get all these these Brazilians that came over and some people were not showing very they weren't very giving with their uh, information. Right. Henzo was the opposite, and he was one of the first guys to do that. Yes, I'm not you know I'm not judging any of the other the family because I, I mean they're all nice to me i don't know them a lot of them too personal but uh i know henzo when he came to new york he was an open book right. he took me under his wing and he would not uh hold anything back and you know and and that's why he has so many guys underneath him um I'm not saying myself, but my, you know, I'm, I'm his guy. Um, you know, Ricardo Almeida, like you said, John Danaher, Sean Williams. Yeah, these, you know, these are all guys that 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 they, you know, they 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 came underneath his guidance, you yeah. know, and yeah. they have the same kind of, um, uh, not just enthusiasm, but they want to make their students better than them, and that really is the yeah. ultimate goal. I feel, yes. you know, yes. so I have no problem tapping to my guys. I do tell them to keep it off Twitter, though. But what else do we got? Because we're going to end really soon. Uh, do you give a proper 
a plug for this weekend, the fights on Fox, Big Fox, even though I just said it. Yeah, Big Fox, um, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a four-fight main card. Robbie Lawler versus RDA is the main event, and the winner of that is promised a welterweight title shot against Tyron Woodley, so that's a lot on the line there. Ricardo Lamas is fighting Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett stepped in for Aldo, who stepped in for Frankie at 218. Okay. Like we've been talking about, Ponzinibbio versus Platinum, Mike Perry. And um, to start that card, which I guess is getting kind of glossed over a little bit, Glover Teixeira versus Misha Serkinov, which is going to be an excellent light heavyweight. I like like Glover personally, too, so I hope he does well. The FS1 prelims are at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Fight Pass prelims are at 4 p.m. Eastern. Can I just tell you that I love that I I because I, I it's I love when the fights are on on the weekend because I just know what I'm gonna do like yeah. if I yep. like I train in the morning <laughs> yeah like I get my training in jujitsu in the morning I do stuff with the kids and I try to get a little nap because I like to be uh, awake and and bright and bushy eyed I got I'll never say that again but uh <laughs> yeah you know for the fights you know. And then, like, the fight's about to come on. I get all excited. I might, go, like, go, oh, my God, I smoke a little weed. And then I come back in, and I have some pizzas ordered. And uh, what? Don't look at Don't judge me. English. I'm a grown-ass <laughs> man. I don't do that. That's not legal. But I have such a good time watching the fights. I love the fights. I, I love the fights. I know you do. This weekend on Big Fox. It's exciting. Eight o'clock. That's right. It's the main card. I'm coming over. What? I'm coming over. You know where I live? I'll find out. No, well, don't just do text that. right. I have his address on. <laughs> do you really? All right, listen. We're gonna get out of here. Well, I let's think. do the pick. Let's do the pick. Quick. Are let's we doing the picks? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Why should we? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Jimmy. No, it's all good. Yeah. But it's ruined. We could do it. But it's yeah. Not, let's it's, just let's do. All what right. about Jimmy? Is Jimmy? I'll get. Gonna, I will get. You got to get Jimmy. his information. I will get his information. I don't. Don't get it after the fact. No, no, no. I'm gonna get it. I'll text him right now when we're done. It might be in cahoots. No. He better give up. He better. And I want you to. This could be a test, man. Could be a test. And fucking send it to me. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. And I want you to also ask me if he was really upset about me. Not no, he was. He's fine. He's fine. He's in Dublin now. I he's love Jimmy. Right. I don't like when Jimmy's mad. Wish at me. I was in Dublin. Oh my god. Yeah. This is yeah. amazing. What'd you say? Have you been to Dublin? The women? No. Have you been I'm to married. Dublin? No, I didn't I say don't want to go to Dublin for the women. Oh my women. god, I'm just about to get Matt divorced. No. <laughs> uh, have you been to Dublin? I'm happily married. I know that. I can tell. What about Dublin? Have you been? No. Oh my God. Why? Go Dublin. It's a phenomenal. Ireland is brilliant. <sighs> gotta love. I love the Irish. We gotta go. But what for? I'm a married man. Don't try to get me some Dublin chick. You 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 added that in, I think. Oh, did I he add was, that yeah, in? He was just saying oh, it's a beautiful yeah. place. Oh, yeah. oh, what am I thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna attack my wife later. All right, listen to me. Uh, where were we? What else did you talk about? We're, we're gonna do the picks quick, and I will oh, get let's do the picks. Go ahead, yeah. give me All right, shoot. So, Robbie versus RDA. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Robbie Lola. He's got more experience with those five round fights. He had five round wars, and uh, you know this. I like what you said with the tall order thing. I'm going to steal that from you. It is a very tall order. I I I like I like RDA and I think it's going to be a great fight. If I had to choose, like you got a gun to my head, I'm going to say Robbie. He's going to one's going to land and it's going to find its mark sooner or later cuz I don't think cuz the jiu-jitsu was he he used the jiu-jitsu very well in his, in his fights at welterweight, you know. Uh, RDA, and I think that Robbie's, um, ex- you know, his wrestling defense. He's good at getting up. That, that he's going to take that away. And uh, again, he's got those battles. That he, again, he's not worse to wear for that you think he would be. He's not. He doesn't show any any wear and tear too much from those battles he's been in. 
Right. And look what he just did with Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking uh, Robbie Lawler by... <laughs> Third round KO. Uh, I already had it written down. I have exactly the same pick. We'll see. But that. But again, like it's so tough to do these picks because I can see how it could go the other way. You know, like I can easily see how RDA can win that. So do I. I agree with you totally. I don't think he really picked him. See, think he's copying me. Do you think he can hear you saying that? (laughs) I I should be copying Jimmy. We've both been terrible in our picks recently. I won last time. You did, did. sucker. All right. What else we got? Uh, Ricardo Lamas versus Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett's out of the team alpha male. He's a... Uh, oh, he's an alpha male. Yeah, he's an alpha male guy. So, you know, you kind of have that that idea of the style yeah. a little bit. Mm, you I mean, know, Lamas is preparing for Aldo. He, how many fights does he have in there? Uh, let me Lo- take a look. Um, Josh Emmett. Josh. Let's see. Tell me. He's been around for a little bit. Let me yeah, see. He's he been. is... He's 12 and 1. And he is 3 and 1 in the UFC. He has a split decision loss to Desmond Green. I'll tell you, that is scary. Hey, but Lamas, he's a stud. Yep. Yeah, he's a real unquestionably. Stud. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lamas, and I'm going to go with Lamas by by uh, by decision. That's what I'm going to go by. <laughs> You're going to th- you are going to think I was copying you, but I, I I swear to God, I write them down before I come in. All right, let's keep it going. All Let right. me say I believe you. That's what you're picking the same thing. Yeah. Um, go ahead. And Jamie, the- Jamie English didn't pick yet, though. Well, did team. you want him to? I mean, you were, you were. Yeah, but I wanted to okay. just because oh, okay. he's sitting yeah, in yeah, here yeah. and it's sure. uncomfortable. What a dude! What a he's like a, almost like a bully. <laughs> Could you give the guy the proper respect? He's in here. <laughs> he, he can't let him have a pick. He's fantastic. I'd love All for right, him to go pick. Ahead, yeah. pick. Wait, you picked the Robbie Lawler one. Who'd you pick? I'll pick Lawler, and I'm going to go on a limit and go first round KO. Oof! Just catch him early. I am. I'm going to do that. If you saw the way he went against Cerrone, I don't think I think he's going to have a similar thing with him. But I think RDA saw that fight though, and is going to be fucking backing up a little. Well, who knows? I wonder if Robbie (laughs) wanted to come out. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't watch. That's sort of the book, I guess, (laughs) on Cowboy to pressure him. I mean, we saw RDA do it, and we've seen it a few times. Uh, Till did it, but I wonder if Robbie was doing that because he was off for a year. It's his first fight back, maybe just to knock the rust off pretty quickly. You know, in your little computer there. On your little internets. Yeah. Do you have the information if uh, RDA ever went five rounds? I'm trying to think of that. I can't. Maybe with Nate. Wait, did he? Was it Nate Diaz? Was that a main event? Um. Yeah, I think it would have to be, right? Let me and see him versus Pettis was not a main event, though. I don't think he. Oh, you know what? RDA uh, lost the unanimous decision to Tony Ferguson in five. Uh, obviously, five rounds. And he got a little tired in it. Uh, the Pettis fight was five rounds. And. It looks like that's it for his career. Yeah. Oh, so he's had t- two. And Robbie Lawler has like five. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, Robbie's. How many Rob- times did he go five rounds? He's won everything. Whenever he's been in division, he's won the title. Basically. Yeah, he had one, two, three. Four. He had four in a row against from Matt Brown, Johnny Hendricks, Rory McDonald, Carlos Condit. So he's been through the wars. <sighs> you don't get much more experience than that. No. I'm going, I, yeah, so. But who do you pick with the uh, the other fight there? Vamos. Lamas. Yeah, he's going to win. Mm, why not? I think I'm going to have to do what you said. He's going to go the distance. I okay. think he'll get a unanimous decision. The very I think he'll win. Yeah, and the last one I picked already. 
Uh, well, no, no, and then we have. Uh, well, you pick Perry. Yeah, you have Perry by uh, first round KO. I also went pick? that way, and so did you. Who'd you pick? Perry by first round knockout. I mean, why not, right? I mean, why he's not? finishing everybody. He's a friend of the show, and I think that yeah. he's got. The, I think he's going to take it though, for real. What else were you going to say? And then uh, Glover Teixeira versus Misha Serkinov. Taking Glover, but I'm biased though because I like him. Yeah, that's like, fine. I know the guy. I'm with the guy a little. Uh, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say second round KO. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You know what? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Okay, Jamie, you can go. I reckon I'm going to go with the upset. Yeah, well, how how are you taking? So I, I was going to go with uh, Misha Serkinov as well. I think he'll go distance. Okay. I think he'll win. Uh, I'm going to go by second round submission. Very interesting. Get Jimmy's picks. Get Jimmy's picks. But we only do three picks, though. Well, it depends. I mean, for 218, we did the whole card. Okay, Sometimes yeah. we do three, right, whatever. We'll see what's so, up with Jimmy with that. Uh, if okay, anything, do that. Just do the main, the last three. I mean, that's probably the best bet. Um, anything, do one more thing. Do, could you promote it one more time, please, Chris? Yeah, this coming Saturday on Big Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern. Ah! Robbie Lawler versus Hotfield Dasani. This is the main event. And the FS1 prelims start at 5 p.m. Eastern. UFC Fight Pass prelims start at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's a great night of plans. Who's the, on the, on the Fox uh, Sports 1, who's the, uh, who's, who's headlining that one? Uh, Jan Blahovich versus Jared Cannonier, which is a very good fight yes, in the light heavyweight division. Uh, Tim Elliott is on that card. Oh, I, oh Tim Elliott's always fun. John wow. McDessey versus Abel Trujillo. Uh, Alawale Bamboche is fighting on that oh. fight. So it's a really good, uh, well, really good card all let around. let me tell you something. I'm not starting my diet until after this UFC event. <laughs> Jordan Meehan versus Eric Silva is on the, uh, that's the main event of the Fight I mean, Pass prelim. Hurting mean business. Oh. We can't all be gems. They can't all be gems. <laughs> Listen to me. Jamie, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. My pleasure, lads. Thank you for I feel like it went too, I feel like we can, it just went too fast. It did? Are you going to Penn Station? I'm going with you. Go with me. Going with you. Let's go on the one train. I like it when we get on the train, everybody asks for his autograph and then he pretends that he doesn't know what they're talking about. I don't know. I go, why me? Who do you think I am? Joe Pesci? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think my voice came back during the show. That was actually do I sound better now? Do, yeah. What? Yeah. You sound like me now. You've got my acting. Dude, you don't want mine. <laughs> I don't think you want mine. All right, Chris, the producer, I'm going to say goodbye now. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.